Welcome to the Catch Up Podcast, where Christian friends come together to catch up and explore God-centered conversations. Our goal is to inspire, share stories, and deepen our faith in light of the gospel. Without further ado, let's journey together in this week's episode of the Catch Up Podcast. Hi, dear listeners. This is Mark Artias of the Catch Up Podcast. Uh, before we get into the heart of the topic of this week's episode, we would like to express our most sincere apologies for those who have been hurt by the church and was faced with an unbiblical form of leadership and relationships. Uh, we know that this is a very sensitive topic for most of y'all. Uh, we pray that you may be able to find this episode edifying and encouraging, that y'all may be able to find healing by abiding in Christ and at the same time being planted in a gospel-centered, Bible-believing church. We encourage those who have been hurt by the church to seek a community that cherishes the gospel and is deeply rooted in the biblical convictions of a Christ-centered church. Uh, help us help you to get connected, and we are more than willing to provide you guys with healthy churches within your community. Uh, please reach us at Catch up podcast 2023 at gmail.com. Again, that is catch up podcast 2023 at gmail.com. And allow us to help you look for a community that honors God's name and seeks to take the light of the gospel to the darkest corners our eyes can see. Uh, we are all grateful for you guys. We pray that y'all find this episode fruitful and enjoy this week's episode of the Catch Up Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Catch Up Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Artias. And as you guys can tell, um, my co-hosts are not here with me. My Michael Satavian and Joe are not here. But I'm not alone. I'm here being joined with my fellow good friend, Ethan Wisden. Ethan, welcome That's, to the podcast, Thank sir. you so much. Thank you for having me on. It's an honor. Yeah, dude. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. But can you talk to the mic? Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Do You're I need good, it? Okay, bro. let me scoot a little You're closer. Good, I'm so sorry. It's all good, man. I'm sorry. Our microphones are not. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Our microphones are not high end. Oh, okay. So all good. All good. I, I speak kind of low in the first place. So okay. Let me work good. with that. Okay. But yeah, dude. So, Ethan, can you tell us a little, uh, something about yourself, bro? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, my name's Ethan Wisden. I am 20 years old. Um, I was uh, born in Salt Lake City. Um, have been kind of nomadic, lived all, lived all over the place, found myself here in Amarillo for most, most of my life. Um, love the Lord, uh, love contending for the faith. Um, contending for the faith. Yeah, contending yes. for, the, for the faith. You three, it's uh, one, one of the big ones in my life. So, um, yeah. Yeah, dude. So, so um, you forgot one thing, dude. Oh, I'm seven foot. Is that is that it? Oh, no. There, yes, that that too. But like, you forget one thing. You forgot you forgot about Emily, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my, I, I'm engaged. My beautiful fiance, God-fearing woman. Um, yeah, man, I could say a lot of things and go yeah. on forever. But <laughs> Emily, if you're listening, Ethan didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry, Emily. I wasn't trying to forget about you. But no, dude, yeah, that's amazing, bro. And yeah, so for, for, for unbeknownst to some of the listeners, like... Mm. Ethan is like one of like the most intentional and I would say genuine Christian um, that I know that I've met. Um, aside from like him being like intellectual when it comes to like theology and biblical stuff and his desire to evangelize, he's very authentic. Like he, um, can you tell us about like, also you have a group yes, on Wednesdays. Yes, yes, yes. So can you tell us something about that? Yeah. So uh, God has blessed me um, to, to um, lead and, 
uh, not just me lead, but it, it's their community community of people who just love the Lord, people who just um, want to know Him. It's called One Thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's over Luke ten forty two specifically, but the the passage is just about. Um, Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus, Jesus being the one thing that's necessary. Uh, mm-hmm. The one thing that can't be taken away from us is our relationship with Jesus. Um, and and so that's kind of the the image for one thing. It's a Bible study that we do every Wednesday. Um, it's grown exponentially yeah. over the past few weeks. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's never about numbers, but praise God. Pray, praise right. be to God for the people we've, we're averaging about 15 right now and uh it's it's right man, now it's yeah right now it's, 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 it's going it's going really well but people's lives are being transformed um yeah, by by jesus so and, would you say like what would you how would you describe your experience with one thing kind of like because um so i'll be honest again to some of the listeners they um they have a they have a group chat and yeah. they kind of let us know about like the beginning parts of one thing and it started with like just four of them yeah you guys yeah and then it grew to like this um i would say huge because it's 15 people Mm -hmm. man like we had like a hard time they had like a hard time like um putting people into one table and yeah yeah, dude so like how how would you describe your experience on like how the lord is moving in that group man just just sitting back after you know like you know, this this past Wednesday just sitting back after everything was over and you just see everyone break out and just talking to each other staying after for 30 minutes it's just it's just mm-hmm. beautiful because it's it's a community people are being drawn together through through Jesus and they're finding community that is uh, god fearing god honoring yeah. uh, learning how to walk um, in in the spirit um, but yeah, we started with four people, uh, me and a couple of my other buddies, Ryan, Ricky, and their mom. Um, <laughs> man, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was actually one of the most, uh, spirit filled, uh, Bible studies I've yeah. had. Um, and it, it was just an honor to be a part of that, but just the way that, um, God is calling people by name and it's not about, about, um, who you are, what you know, where mm-hmm. you're from. Uh, we're just there to gather for one thing, and that's yeah. Jesus. That's uh, and then that's changing people's lives. Yeah, just dude. knowing that it, it's not about it's not about doing all these things. It's just about sitting at the feet of Jesus. Amen, so. dude. Bro, speaking of that, bro, I I really admire your worship of Jesus. It's it, it it's sometimes it's inspiring, and at the same time, it's very convicting. But dude, like, can you give us like a background of like how you came to Christ yeah. and like what what really like what sparked of uh, inside of you that you just this love for jesus this overflowing love for jesus what 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 sparked that dude yeah i think i could go on for hours there but uh you know to simplify uh i i was born in salt lake city utah mormon capital of the world Hmm. um actually grew up in in a in a mormon family um so yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in a Mormon household. My my parents uh, split when I was when I was a young young child, about one years old, and um, my mom left the Mormon faith. My dad ended up staying and um, going through a whole bunch of bunch of things there. But um, you know, fast forward a little bit, um, I'm back with my mom. Um, not, not participating in Mormonism. I, I was young being brought up into it, but, uh, there, there were, there was these ideas of Jesus already, you know, sort of my heart. Mormonism, they don't have a true view of Jesus. So, oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. hot take, hot take, hot Put take. It, but, it but, in but, here. Man, but man, it's not even a hot take, bro. Yeah, but <laughs> it's not a hot take. Um, Just so you know, we have like, we also have like Mormon viewers here. I mean, okay. listeners. Okay. I don't know if you know that. Oh, okay. Uh, For yeah. some reason, I don't know why I saw it in like one of our 
statistics of yeah. versus like oh wow but yeah but yeah, yeah dude so, yeah. so would you say are you like very in like you have like you know some stuff about mormonism yeah um i'm 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 not uh a mormon nerd by any means uh like theology wise and things like that but uh there's many reasons uh growing up um and, and discovering truths going through going through truth weighing things out um, there's only one ultimate truth. And yeah. so, you know, when you take a look at Mormonism specifically, there's a lot of things in, in dwell in Mormon theology that is just blatantly false. Mm. Um, not, not an attack on Mormons by any means. It's just, you know, Joseph Smith, you know, he's preaching a, another gospel yeah. contrary to the one that was preached and the one that we were told to hold fast to. Mm. Um, there, there, there's, there's the historical Jesus is not present in Mormonism, unfortunately. Um, I could go on there, but for the sake of just more of my uh, story and going mm -hmm. on, going on yeah. forward, I um, had a friend in high school who really just was pushing me to to go to youth. And I, I was a kid full mm. of pride. Basketball <laughs> was my life, mm. um, full of pride, lust. I mean, so many different things I can just go on. But um, I had a friend and he was just so persistent in inviting me to youth. I used to go just to hang out, just to hang out with people and mm -hmm. act cool and eat food and stuff so like that. That, youth, that was my man. mindset. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, that was my mindset. And so um, you know, that's why I went for free food, just to hang out and, and, <laughs> and sit in the back and look cool, wear my cool yeah. clothes. Or and, meet a bunch of people. Yeah, like, meet a bunch yeah. Of, yeah. So um that that's where I was. But man, the Holy Spirit was doing work in my heart. Mm. Um that was absolutely undeniable. I started to ask questions in my life. I, I, I was in a really low point um, with with my, my family and relationships that just went south. That um, you know, I was just a lot of done was being wrong to me. A lot of a lot of uh, bad was being done to me. Mm. Um, just going through a lot of really really rough things. And so, you know, I was starting to ask questions like, you know, is is God real? Like like what 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 is love? What does that look like? Um, is, is there some sort of truth? Like mm -hmm. I was asking a lot of big questions because I was faced with a lot of very hard things that yeah. I just didn't know how to answer. Um, and in the midst of that, in the midst of having one friend, them saying, just saying yes to Jesus, inviting people, just come on, hey, mm -hmm. come to group. This was this played a really big part of my testimony. But, you know, one night I just, um, after the spirit was working on my heart, working on my heart, I heard the gospel preached for the first Ooh. time in my life. Um you know, that Jesus died on the cross under Pontius Pilate. Mm -hmm. He was buried and rose three days later, defeating sin and death. Um, and that, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're saved by putting our faith in what Christ did on the cross for us. I heard the gospel presented and I, I called on God and I immediately felt the Holy Spirit come over me. I mm. dropped my knees and started weeping. And I probably hadn't cried for like six months at this point. Mm. My heart was like just so cold and like like a rock, dude. Um, so weird because like you know Ezekiel thirty six twenty six um, describes that experience. Yeah, and are you aware of that passage? Yeah, you know, well, um, and when God promised the prophet Ezekiel that He will turn our hearts onto our flesh, and that's like beautiful. So hearing you talk about that, like how like. Man, it mirrors scriptures. That's, yeah. that's beautiful. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. Yeah. God's consistent <laughs> time and time again. Yeah. Hebrews 13, 8, God's the same yesterday, today, and for, uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, forever. 
Wait, Forever. Hold on. I messed up right there. I'm going to have to say it again. Okay. Hebrews 13, God's the same yesterday, <laughs> today, and tomorrow. Okay, yes, sir. There, we go. there, there you go. go. There we go. So, so um, yeah, that's a little, about, a little bit about, um, you know, me coming to Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's definitely more, but. Well, yeah. Yeah, that, that's so, the so, gist. So, like, um, recently, like, I, like, you know, like, also, like, maybe some of the listeners already know you. Like, you're. I kind of known. Yeah. I mean, at some uh, to a certain extent, um, but like they see like you posting all these you um, you know, Jesus stuff. Like, um, what motivated you to kind of like do that? Like, just like you know, like post some Jesus content all the time. Well, man, man. So ever since I said yes and I put my faith and trust in Christ for what He did on me in that cross for Him to take on my sin, um, there was no looking back for me. And that I, I began to bring my Bible to school. I bought a Bible. Nice. Um, I had to bring it to school. I started reading it at lunch. Everyone moved away from me. I was just an wow. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I was just Weird. at school. I constantly had my Bible out. Um, people saw this and, you know, they got uncomfortable with it. But it was just my my zeal. I was just just zealous. I want more of, of mm-hmm. Christ. He just saved me. I just got involved with this Holy Spirit. There's so many things I don't know. I want to know him deeper. I want to set his feet, you know. Um, but yeah, it was bringing my Bible to school, people moving away from me, lost all, you know, my main group of friends. Um, because of the faith that you had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the faith I had in Christ, you know, there, there's a cost. Um, there's always a cost to anything you do. Then that affected you like drastically, like kind of like your mental health, like, man, like that sucked. No, right? it absolutely. No? no, 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 no. I mean, yes. Okay. I, I meant yes. It absolutely sucked because I'm a teenager. These are people who've played a big role in my life and, and development as, you know, as friends and making memories with them and things like that. So mm-hmm. it was, it was, uh, my, my heart was definitely burdened by that. Um, but, but at that point there's the, but yeah, I, I knew that there's nothing greater than, than the, the cost of, of, of Christ and knowing Christ, you know, you know, what good is it if a man gained the world but forfeit his soul, you know, from Luke yeah. 9, um, you know, that these were scriptures that God was laying on my heart and I was reading. And these were not just something that I was reading, but it was like indwelling my heart, mm-hmm. just 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 changing me, you know, putting off the flesh, putting on the spirit. Um, it did it did burden me. I even tried to to share the gospel with them. I sharing Jesus with them, you know, mm-hmm. trying to reason with them. Yeah. Um, there's actually a couple who ended up, you know, asking questions and being okay oh, with it. And, okay. And, and they were cool with this and they wanted to know more as well, you know, because there's a couple of them who had grown up in, you know, a Christian household, but they, they, they knew of Jesus. They didn't know Jesus. Um, and so they, we, we started reading the Bible together every day at school. Um, they ended up hearing the gospel and, and calling on the name of Jesus, Damn. getting saved, Let's go. Um, getting baptized, praise God for that. Um, and so there was, you know, a little fire that was, you know, being flamed <laughs> in my school. I mean, it wasn't big, but yeah. it, it, I mean, it is big cause it's spiritually big, mm, but exactly. I'm, I mean, numbers, numbers wise, it just wasn't big, but man, my, my call to Jesus and, and his goodness and his faithfulness, it, it was, um, a response for someone else to, uh, to respond to mm-hmm. my response to Jesus was, a way for someone else to respond to Jesus Amen. because they, they, there was a testimony unto the Lord and, and they saw the fruits of the spirit. They saw the light of Christ shining in me. Uh, praise be to God for that. But that affected someone else. Their yes to Jesus affected his older brother. Mm. And these are the people who I started, who we started the Bible study with. Ryan oh, and Ricky. wow. Yes. 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 Okay. I didn't know yes, that. Yes. So Ryan gets saved. His older brother, a, like atheist. I mean, really just, I, I, lo- I love you, Ricky. He was, he was a... <laughs> Uh, a, a cold man, 
Um, we all were before Christ. Mm. Um, so you, Ryan, and Ricky were like, are you guys like high school, high school buddies? No, I wasn't. No. I wasn't buddies with with Ricky. I, I, I honestly thought Ricky didn't like me. Oh. <laughs> um, no, we weren't buddies. I was buddies with Ryan. Me and Ryan throughout the year set on on and off. You know, friendship, just just dumb high school stuff. You mm. know, you know, like you go through all these Dude. things and relationships. I mean, it's just yeah. But man, Christ, he 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 he's the ultimate restorer. Amen. Um, so yeah, like Ryan's yes. Um, his his older brother saw that. He he saw the work of God in Ryan's heart. Um, he wanted to know what that was like. He ended up, you know, responding to the gospel, putting his faith oh, in Jesus. So good. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> man, I just, I just, I mean, I, I can't help, but, but praise God because of that. But that's, that's where it, it, it ultimately started. Um, and you know, I, since the beginning of, of, of my, of my walk with Jesus and saying, yes, I already had front-hand experience of immediately losing people in my life as mm-hmm. a young person. And I think that this has helped, helped me, you know, be grounded in the faith. Um, and, and knowing that, you know, these friendships, they're, they're temporary. Unfortunately, there's a lot of things that are temporary in this life. You know, mm-hmm. you lose friends, you lose family. Um, but just weighing the cost, you know, knowing Jesus, knowing how much he loves me and intimately, and that this is, there was a free gift that, that yeah. he gave to the world. Um, that's good. That's good. But so, yeah. Dude, yeah. that's awesome. And yeah, like, like when you look back to that, isn't it kind of, isn't kind of like amazing how like you're, your response to Christ and your obedience to Christ's great commission of spreading the gospel, like literally caused like what you were saying in Wednesday night, like a butterfly effect yeah. of like this wave of, I would say events that happened, like, you know, like you turning to Christ and then that you were ministering to, 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 to Ryan yeah. and then Ryan turned to Christ yeah. and then Ryan, you know, being that salt and light, maybe to uh to ricky and ricky saw that it's like oh my gosh like let me have that yeah so and then yeah. ricky kind of had that and then like potentially hopefully you know when ricky shared his salt and light to the world people will draw that so that kind of gives you the motivation to actually evangelize even yeah. more because you know like it's not about you you know yeah, it's not you been. it's 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 god who's doing the transforming Amen. you know and that's like that's 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 very motivating, man. Yeah. But uh, but anyways, dude, that was like a long intro. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm so that, sorry. I'm so no, sorry. Yeah, no, that was as, a, oh yeah. I, I asked a lot of questions. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. But anyways, so our topic today is basically one of the I would say one of the hottest topics um, in our modern church today, and I think mo- like not a whole lot of people talk about it as much. Yeah. Um, and it's church hurt, and um, and and for some people like um. It's a sensitive topic. They get like I, I get I would say maybe um trauma trigger for yeah. some people. Yeah. Um but um so on your understanding, Ethan, what, what do you think church hurt is? I think um we we have we have this idea of church hurt. Um and, and I think that it's uh under talked about and I think that in areas that it is talked about, I think sometimes it's it's uh, a little too uh cliched in a sense, but it is very real. Mm-hmm. Um People are hurt by the church. The church is the body of Christ. People come to church. Um, they they are met by people who maybe fail them. They have unmet expectations by certain people. They're let down by certain people. Um, and, and, you know, there's also another, you know, cliche saying, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And so um, church hurt is basically where people have needs that they expect to be met they're unmet by other people who are imperfect or they're hurt by other people who are imperfect. And this kind of 
Um, and, and sometimes it's, it's very severe. It's very severe. Mm. Um, people are, are really hurt and really traumatized and affected by, by people inside the church. Um, and some even fall away, but just the general idea, um, is that, you know, people are being hurt by the body of Christ. Um, and we can break that down a mm-hmm. little deeper, but that's I mean, we super, could, yeah. I mean, would you, would, do you mind breaking it down? Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I'd say, um, part of church hurt understanding understanding that phrase is that you know when we talk about church hurt it's 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 about people being they'll say that they're being hurt by the church but it's it's a it's deeper than that because some people look at that and say that this is a reflection of christianity this is a reflection mm. of christ because sometimes more people's concerns are more about the church rather than their view of christ not all people yeah but there's there's a difference in being hurt by Christ and being hurt by the church. A lot of people get the two confused, mm-hmm. especially when we talk about church hurt. Um, and so, what does that I, look like? You said like there's a difference between being hurt by Christ and being hurt by church. Yeah, are you saying Jesus is hurting people? No, oh. I, I I don't believe that. I think that's the false narrative that mm-hmm. that people uh, have an or have an idea of. They think that there's an idea of Christ hurting people because people hurt them, but they have a yeah. false view. You know, it goes into you know, like another illustration could be um, um, a principal at your school. Mm. You have a principal who is just mean and they and they hate you and like <laughs> they're just, I mean, they're punishing you, like, I don't know, giving you after school attention, yeah. whatever it may be. And then you go to, you transfer to a different high school and there's a different a principal who's amazing and, and awesome. And and so now you already have this negative connotation and, and view of, of what a principal actually is. But in reality, that's not the role. That was never the role of the principal in the first place. Hmm. It was just the people uh, working and managing in that position that actually hurt you, but that was never the what the position itself represents. Uh, um, yeah. And so like when we talk about the, the church and Christ, because Christ is the head of the church, we are all called to represent Christ and to be like Christ. Christ isn't the one hurting the person, but there's the people who are, are, are hurt themselves, mm-hmm. um, who are imperfect. And we, we long and, and yearn to be like Christ, but we're not, we're, we're in progression to yeah. be like Christ over our life through sanctification, but people fail drastically. We all fail drastically. Mm-hmm. I've, I fell drastically. Um, but this is the, the idea is that it's not Christ hurting you. It's people inside the church who hurt you because they're hurt. It's, it's mm. not Christ himself. Oh, yeah. So, so are you saying that like a majority of the church hurt that occurs uh, is caused by people who are hurting? Is that what you were saying? Um, I, I don't know like if that's the majority because like I can't speak for all instances. Yeah. I, I'd say that like generally people are hurt regardless of their if, if, if they're in church or not but when people come to church and they they're they're met with someone and uh. their response is um something that hurts them already on top of that i mean that that's like their view of 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 the church now in, in general I, I i don't know if i don't know if it's always you know by someone necessarily being hurt and, and displaying that but it's just because we're people we're fallen yeah. and uh we still deal with our flesh we still you know deal with with sin um and that's where our issue lies mm-hmm. um so do you think there's like an in uh, like a direct slash indirect uh, offense to some people who have been hurt by the church? Do you think there's that 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 that's a thing? Because like, I mean, 
because uh, I, I uh, prior to this episode, I, I've talked to some people about um, who, who has been hurt by the church. Yeah. Um, some of them have been hurt directly um, by leaders, all this kind of stuff, and some of them were hurt indirectly in a sense of like feeling like they've been abandoned, feeling like they've been cast aside, feeling like they've been forgotten. So, do you think like that's a legit thing, like having like a direct slash indirect hurt within the church? Yeah, um, and I'd, I'd I'd actually you know maybe give a little pushback to the idea of direct and indirect, like what that looks like in someone's life, you know, because when we talk about what's direct, it's, it's with our, um, it's with our one-on-one conversation with someone or Mm -hmm. just someone in particular, that's our direct, um, sense of, of issue that we're facing or indirect by maybe someone not responding to you, maybe feeling left out or just not included. These are real things Mm -hmm. that definitely happen. Um, but there's more to it because our perspective is always limited. Yeah. So, you know, like when we talk about indirect hurt by someone, even direct, it's 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 always bigger than than what it may seem. And when I say that is that when something's indirect, when there's like certain groups of people, for example, when there's certain groups of people, you know, it's like they they're they're clicky, they're this or that, but uh-huh. it's really just people that they're, you know, drawing themselves to and like just finding common ideas with and we get in this little niche that we're comfortable with these people around us and sometimes people don't want to you know go out and talk to other people Mm -hmm. but someone new walks through the door and our response to not go greet them and include them Mm -hmm. can be an indirect hurt but in our view or in in someone else's view in in a group you know it could be like i don't know i'm i don't i don't know them yeah. i don't know if if they're going to be comfortable coming over you know so that's it's funny. like there's there's always more to the story um that's weird cuz like dude you, you like you convicting me actually yeah. <laughs> cuz um that's a that's a real thing like yeah. even like clicks can do you, so you are you like what way you just said are you saying like clicks are um somehow causing like an indirect offense to those people and that's ending like end up hurting them is that what you're saying i yeah i I, i'd say yes it can because like i've been um uh firsthand uh like a victim of that you know of being indirectly i'm not gonna say hurt in the sense but maybe offended Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe a better word could be uh, uh, offended like my offensiveness to not being included in a group um i i've been uh, affected by that before. Um, and I've also been on the other side of that too, Mm. because I'm just, we're, we're, we're humans and we don't know, always know how to approach a situation correctly. Praise God that we, you know, we have, um, scripture help to help guide us and and lead Mm -hmm. us on these things. But, um, part of addressing that issue of being indirectly affected by a group, maybe that you're not included in is knowing that, Hey, like, my, I'm, I, I don't, I may not have a seat at, the, at their table, table, but I have a seat at, at the table of Christ. That's good. Like, I'm, I'm with Christ already. Yeah. They're with Christ too, but my offense needs to be met with gratitude because you never know. Um, you don't always know the people in that group, what they're going through, who they mm-hmm. are, their life stories too, because um, I, 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 like I said, there's always more to this story than we are aware of. True. Yes. So. It's because sometimes like the, those instances, um, Sometimes it's like the the person's, I don't say fault, but I would say it's it's it it, it depended on that on the person who got hurt because like some of them like they don't reach out 
Yeah. You know, they expect like, no, 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 I want them to like kind of reach out to me. Because, I mean, again, we're, we're going to get to that eventually. But like for some people, that's their mindset. Yeah. It's like, I want them to reach out to me. So do you, th- what would you say to that person who would say that, yeah, I've been hurt by the church because they don't want to hang out with me. They don't want to reach out to me. But they never, they never done the whole reaching out thing in the first place. Yeah. How would you approach that and reconcile that? You know, that's hard. That uh-huh. is, that is just like difficult in general. Yeah. You know, for like people to do just to generally get out of their comfort zone. I think as the church, as members of the body of the Christ, especially um, uh, elders in the church, you know, mm. pastors, elders, deacons. I think that you know they have a responsibility on them. They're, one of their their top you know priorities is outreach, and mm. you know, in in. Uh, people in the church in Christ is including people, yeah, um, and not leaving people out. So, like that—that's something that we we need definitely need to address. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think in the church because there's a lot of people who are left out. Especially like you have an example of of like a mega church. Not everyone there yeah. can be reached by you know the pastor. It's no one can leader. you know. So it's like there, there there's things that we need to do to be better at uh, stepping out of our comfort zone. And like you said, someone may not want to want, someone may not want to get out of their comfort zone to go approach someone, but they're feeling the same way. So, you know, I, I think it, it takes the, um, the confidence uh, and boldness, just being in Christ, knowing that this is your brother and sister, yeah. or maybe someone who doesn't know Christ and maybe your obedience and stepping out and uh, like, calling out and just opening your arms yeah. to them when they walk in those doors of that church, just going up to them and greeting them, even if it's not always comfortable, but mm-hmm. this is, this changes them because like I knew for me, when I walked into a church for the first time, I was greeted by people and there's other people who didn't greet me. And it's just like, you don't know what you're doing there exactly. when this is your first time there. And you don't, you don't know these people, but mm-hmm. praise God for those few people who came up to me and greeted me because that made me feel so much more welcome. No. Yeah. That's good, man. So yeah. how, how, how would you, um, what would you say to those leaders who, uh, let's just say, I mean, yeah, church leaders who are in leadership and, um, what would, what would be your kind of not advice, but I would say, what would you recommend them to kind of like, Hey, um, this is what we can do better to approach people, especially for those who are new. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is like a, the best approach for hosting and welcoming these new, um, newcomers within the body? Man, serve. Serve. I, I think, I think serving, um, I, I think just, you know, especially like pastors, like being a leader, like these are people who are, are meant to serve and to serve the body. I think people who just want to serve others, what, like mm-hmm. no matter what that might look like. But, you know, a couple of examples, just, you know, hosting community events, mm-hmm. um, maybe even small. Like that's why there's things like small groups, you know, in churches, because there's different groups for different people. Mm. Um, not to be clicky or anything like that, but it's just certain people have certain needs or, or, or in certain areas of their life where others are too. And yeah. so others can work with them uh, and communicate with them maybe better than, um, uh, uh, you know, an older person could or like younger person because there, there's there, there's generational, you know, differences mm-hmm. um, in people. And that could be like an excuse like, oh, not to, to reach out and yeah. you know, talk to them, you know? The whole gap thing. That's so, like a... <laughs> Yeah, there is a gap thing, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, these things are real, but I think we need to work through them and just always have our arm out, always have That's our good. arms open um, and step out in like boldness that we have in Christ mm-hmm. to welcome others, you know, just as Christ welcomed us Amen. in the first place. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Cause yeah. that's, also, uh, that's what I was going to say. It's like, once you confronted with that situation, you got to think about like, okay, how did Christ made me feel loved? You know, yeah. like he, like you're saying, like he welcomed me with open arms. He 
wanted to know me. He was intimate with me. Mm. And I think that's what people, especially those newcomers within the church that are looking for, that intimacy. They want to be seen. They want to be known. And that's what Christ did for us, you know, when when we first came, you know, come to him is that um, he sat down with us. You know, he, 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 even though he knows us already, he still like, he still chooses to, to get to know us and, and, you know, sympathize with us mm. as Hebrews, uh, um, um, phrase it. But, um, uh, so we just talk about like the whole click thing. Yeah. So right now we're going through like different layers of church here, yeah. just so you know. So we're just going through the surface and I know Ethan, this might be uncomfortable, <laughs> but, um, so the second phase that we're going to is something a little bit deeper. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one is the calling out sin. Yeah. And some people might perceive that as being offended by the church. Yeah. So within that realm of, I would say, um, calling out them in their sin, do you, do you think there's a specific way of approaching that? Or because, I mean, I've seen churches do this where like, you know, again, we got to, we got to remember it's important to call out sin. Yeah. But some leaders in some evangelical churches, they condescend, condemn um, these individuals, and they don't offer them the gospel. There's yeah. just always this shame, like very shameful, um, pointing at fingers like you're going to hell, all this kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, but how would you, I would say, um, approach, or how is it not even approach? I'm trying to like get to the question of, what do you think is the yeah? What do you think is the best approach um, whenever we call out someone being in sin? Because again, that's kind of like a direct slash indirect hurt yeah. to someone. Because yeah. again, we we are we are called to call out. Yeah. But some people might perceive that as something like, oh man, like they're they're shaming me, they're condemning me. But like, how would you approach that? Yeah, I, I actually saw this uh, Instagram post. Don't remember who posted it. Um, but it was a couple of slides. One of them said that um, correction isn't church hurt, mm. but I know that um, you know it's bigger than that. that that's it's, it's bigger than that. But if if general, if correction is done correctly, that's not being hurt by the church because we are called to righteously correct and and um, lead people to Christ and follow in His ways and and lead them to um, repentance because there's grace and mercy for them. Um, you know, and th- there's another slide that was like, uh, I, th- I think they said righteous uh, or holy um, correction is not gaslighting either. Mm. Um, so it's like there, there's two um, ways to look at it. It's that correction isn't church hurt, but on the other sense, when people correct out, like, I mean, in, in ways where like, you're going to hell, <laughs> this or that. I mean, it, they can be pretty, you know intense but i don't I, th- I think jesus is is very um soft-spoken when mm. he calls people to to repentance in other areas he doesn't he, he's he's not he's he's not coming i mean like like he even said he didn't come to condemn the world but to save, save the world we already yeah. stand condemned but he's calling sinners to repentance he's calling mm-hmm. out their hands by showing them love and i i think i think that that is something that we need to have a balance of especially in correction is um coming with, you know, like the authoritative re- repent, you need to repent because that's a beautiful word. Yeah, it really yeah. is. This is, this is to, it needs to just change, but, you know, coming with boldness and repent, but also met with love at the mm-hmm. same time. And so when we talk about correction, um, 
I'm definitely not perfect at this. Um, but there, we have an example in Matthew 18, especially for believers. Yes. In Matthew 18, verse 15, it says, uh, and this is uh, talking about dealing with a sinning brother. Uh, mm-hmm. And this gives us an example and, um, f- uh, uh, you know, uh, Dealing with dealing, dealing with conflict. Forgot the word. Yes, just dealing with conflict. Mm-hmm. It says, moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. So that like the, the first step was just to go to him alone about yeah. it and try to resolve the issue one on one because it's not something that's meant to be a public, you know, scene. This mm-hmm. isn't, and it, it can it can get to that. That's not what we're called to do, though. Yeah. So you know, Christ gives us gives us you know steps to do. He says, "Go meet your brother one on one. Go try to correct correct like the issue. Tell him what he's done against you, because when you're actually going to to him alone, you're actually going to him um, from obedience of what Christ is calling you to do. Because in the first place, you might not even want to go talk to them because yeah. maybe <laughs> they just did something against you. You're like, whoa, I don't want to go to them. But but Christ has a greater picture that's so much more beautiful than ours. He says, like. I've forgiven you. I want you to go to your brother and reconcile this with him, just I, just as I have done with you. Mm-hmm. And so we have a beautiful picture. Go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. How beautiful is that? Because he, he to, he's, he's calling you to go, mm-hmm. maybe if it's uncomfortable, to talk to your brother about what he did against you. But if he, you know, if, if y'all... Uh, resolve this and tell him his faults and he hears you, he's your brother. Yeah. Um, and there's this restoration in that. And I think that's beautiful. And then it goes on in verse 16, but if you will not hear, take with you one or two more that by, by the mouth of you one or two more, or I'm sorry, let me, let me rephrase that. Verse 16, I got, I got messed up. <laughs> what, what translation are you reading in? I'm sorry. I'm in a uh, new King James version. A oh, new King James. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. The, You're fancy. That's okay. My, no, I'm my, I'm my <laughs> Bible for Okay. Verse 16. I'm so sorry. Y'all. You good. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. You know, this is where you could bring in, um, you know, uh, church leadership um, or, you know, an elder or something. In that sense, you have anything to add on to that? No, I mean, dude, I think I think you, you kind of um, I think you nailed it uh, because. Literally, that's like, uh, I mean, Jesus is even giving us like a, he knows it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> he knows there's going to yeah. be like um, uh, conflicts because again, like church, um, I, again, people might disagree with me on this one, yeah. but church is filled with sinners that are in need of Christ. Yeah. Um, um, again, like, I don't know, like if people will agree with me on that one, but yeah, we're going to have, we're going to meet some like broken people, yeah. uh, people dealing and struggling with sin. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is like what Christ calls us to do is to call us to repentance, to come to him. And I think with this, what Jesus is trying to con- uh, confront us with is that he says like, yeah, like you, the body is going to be consisting of sinful people. Or, I mean, str- people are struggling with sin, yeah. but here's some ways so for you guys to come to me. Because yeah. again, like it's not something that, um, that, um, that, <sighs> kind of lost my train of thought there for for a second. You're I'm sorry, good. man. But but um, but yeah, no. I, I mean, w- with this, because it's easy, because it's easy for us to like see conflicts and not take it to Christ, and maybe put it in the shelf or maybe gossip around, yeah. and that will cause more hurt yeah. for some people. And I think what Christ is doing is like, no, like um, if if one brother sinned against you, like you said confront him yep. and if he listens you resolved something and you gained him back yeah. meaning that you've you you've made your bond even stronger now 
If he does not listen, they'll take another witnesses with you and try to see if they can, if you guys can reconcile it, you know? Um, and, and if they still refuse, then uh, tell it to the church, you know, tell it to, the, to those, like you said, like those church leaders, because again, they're like the final, um, I would say not authority, but I would say like, yeah, I would say like final authority to kind of like, um, to attempt to reconcile y'all. Um, mm. But after that, you know, what, what did Jesus say? Um, if he still refuses. Yeah, let me go back because my mind was already moving on. <laughs> there you go, like, bro. You're trying good. to find a different verse. Hold on. You're good. You're uh, good. Let me go back. Where are you at? I'm coming for you. Because I, I kind of like your, your translation yeah. better, actually. New King James. Yeah. What, what translation are you in? I mean, ESV. ESV? Well, yes. ESV, though. But, okay. Um. Oh my goodness! Here we go. Here yeah, we go. go. Okay, uh, verse seventeen. Mm-hmm. Okay, verse seventeen. And, and if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Man, that's intense. What is that? What, what do you think that that, that means? Oh, it, it's kind of similar to I, I think when when you know Jesus is uh, even rejected in his hometown of Nazareth. Uh-huh. And in other places, you know, he's like, you know, if, if, if you're not welcome here, wipe the dust off your feet and go on to the next city. I, I don't think it's, it's, um, I think there's more we could talk, talk, talk about it, but generally I think, uh, you know, you're trying to call him to repentance. He, he doesn't want to listen to you. You bring in two more. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to listen. You bring in, uh, the, the, the church and, and they don't want to listen to you. So it's like, you've tried, you've tried, you've tried for restoration. Restoration is not something that's guaranteed, especially mm. in the body of Christ. Yeah. And these are things that, you know, are very sad and hearting. But, you know, we, we go through these things in churches all the time. You know, there's there's even pastors who, you know, have to leave their church because of, you know, certain things, you mm-hmm. know, that, that uh, you know, they do. But, you know, we could get, we could, that, that, that's a whole nother issue. But, oh, yeah. but um, I think uh, we, we have, we have examples of, Oh man, I lost my train of no, thought. You good? No, I, I was talking about the pastors, and I was going to say something else, but because uh, um, I lost my train of thought. No, you're good, bro. Because the reason why I asked you that, I want to ask your perspective. Yeah, is because I heard a podcast, another podcast. I'm not going to name it, but they use this scripture, this passage, and weaponize it and say, "Yeah, like that means they're not saved." Oh, <laughs> um, wow! And I'm like, okay, that's a strong claim. <laughs> yeah, um, but I don't think that's what the. I think that's what I don't think that's what it's implying. Um, yeah. Again, like we can get into like the uh, the depths of this passage, but regardless, like let's we have to identify like the heart behind it is that Jesus wants us to be reconciled with our brothers and sisters in yeah. Christ. Um, now, um, like in our last episode, uh, Max says something about like if they still want don't want to be reconciled. If there's no like if again like if like you won't you won't go back to your abusive husband you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. you you won't go back to your abusers but like he's saying like yeah leave that church but don't leave the church as a whole go right. look for it like like he said that um the um a solution to uh, a bad experience to a bad church is to go to a good church yeah. now not all churches are going to be perfect right now like uh, someone told me is like um a church uh, if there's a perfect church. You're not gonna be in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're not gonna be in it. Yeah, um, for sure. But um, but yeah, and 
But but yeah, there's no perfect church. But look for a gospel centered, Bible believing church, yeah. and 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 identify if if their main motivation is to point you to Christ. And I think that's what Jesus is trying to trying to do here. Is that if you're trying to restore uh, yeah. that relationship, if you're trying to resolve the conflict with me as the cornerstone, with yeah. me as the foundation, um, I think that's what the passage is trying to say here. But um, but do you have anything to add to that? Yes, I do. Okay. And and we go on a little bit further. And Peter came up to Jesus and said, "Lord, how often shall my my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times." Jesus said to him, "I do not say to you up to seven times, but I say up to seventy-seven times." Hmm. Or I'm sorry, he said seventy times. So uh, seventy <laughs> times seven. Stop, right? Yeah, seventy times seven. Um, that's a lot of times to forgive. You know, in Colossians 3.13 says, you know, bear with one another and forgive each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so mm-hmm. also should you. I think forgiveness is ultimately shown by someone who can sim- sympathize and recognize what they've been forgiven of. That's good. And in that, you know, our ultimate need, our utmost need is our forgiveness of our sin. If, if we can recognize that, um, we like there's nothing that we should not be able to forgive because Christ forgave us yeah. the worst the worst of people the worst of of sinners um mm-hmm. uh so like we 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 have really clear expectations that Christ wants us to follow he wants us to forgive our brothers he wants mm-hmm. us to try to resolve things and even be the person who goes up against the person who Amen. wronged against you and go you know go try to fix that um and 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 you know, that's exactly what, what we have a beautiful picture of what Christ did because mm-hmm. God, Christ left his throne, became incarnate, came down mm-hmm. to earth. We were Humble. the ones sitting against him. He came and met us yeah. right where we were at. He yeah. tried to, you know, reconcile us. And there are people who reconciled through what he did on the cross, but there's also enemies of the cross as well. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I think that's just, you know, a beautiful picture. We like this picture that we just read in Matthew 18 of going and confronting our brothers in their sin and trying to restore this. Mm-hmm. Um, man, if, if you can see the imagery of, of God coming down to earth, humbling yeah. himself. Dude, yes. Philippians 3, man. Yes. Philippians 3, beautiful passage. Um, oh, my Best. goodness. Wow. And, and man, just trying to reconcile uh, humans to himself, even yeah. though he did nothing against yeah, us. Yeah, dude, yeah. Like, beautiful picture. He went to those who offended him. Yeah. You know, that's like, that's a type of level of hum- humility, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but... I think that's like something, like you said, we have a beautiful picture. If we sit on that truth, if we meditate on that truth, I, I think it'll be less difficult. I won't say easy, but I, I would say it will be less difficult for us to reconcile those small um, conflicts, um, yeah. especially if like, you know, someone wrongs us, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, but I was going to get to like the, uh, so... I was gonna get to I was gonna get to the third phase, which yeah. was being neglected. But I think that's kind of part of like the whole click thing. Um, so I, maybe I'm not gonna dwell with that because I was thinking about in the the face of being neglected is the reality that some people are not just being taken care of, yeah, or not being discipled. Um, they're just kind of like left just by themselves. Yeah. And um, but yeah. Um, do you think that's also part of that? Like maybe that's a, like people- like it's. Oh well, yeah, we we talked. We kind of mentioned this on on Wednesday a little bit. I think this applies. You know, um, Jesus gives us command: if you love me, take care of my sheep. You know, these are uh, um, a direct command of Christ. Also, you know, to 
um, take care of the widows, feed the poor, clothe them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, we have just this idea of like having a servant heart. Jesus gives us a beautiful picture of washing, you know, Every his disciples feet. feet. Like, man, that is a beautiful picture. He washed Judas. He even, yeah, he even washed Judas's feet. Like he knew, he knew yeah, that yeah. right there. He even says in the passage that he knew, like, and Judas knew that he was going to betray. It says in that passage right there, Judas knew he was going to betray Jesus yes, sir. right then and there. And Jesus still washed his feet. Mm-hmm. I think even even in our in our in our hurts even in in our unmet expectations by other people that we thought they were gonna you know come through with or uh, maybe they you know hurt us in, in in a different way our our view needs to because of what Christ did for us forgive them try to mm-hmm. reconcile this um and you know try to just ultimately restore this, but you know, other people, other, other people, what you just mentioned, you know, like meeting needs of the needy, right? Yeah. Is that what you just said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say that again. What the full part, what you just said? Uh, of what? Oh, oh of being, yeah. be, be, being neglected. Yeah. Yeah. Being yes. neglected. Yeah. So like the, the needy, I mean, you're, 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 you're being neglected. I think, um, there's too much neglection in, in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just our, our lack of under, understanding in certain ways, our lack yeah. of seeing that because we don't always know uh, the, uh, what that person's going through, or what they're feeling. We don't know what a lot of other people in the church are going through. It's, it, you know, it's, it goes back to our limited mindsets. And so, you know, when people are being neglected, uh, we, we absolutely need to, um, you know, try to listen to other people and and hear them and step out of our comfort zone, like make friends, go yeah. reach out to people in our church. Cause like, dude, we're the body of Christ. Amen. Like we, we are brothers and sisters yeah. and, you know, just being okay with sitting in the church and not going and talking to other people and making friends, you know, mm-hmm. maybe like, you don't even have to be texting every day. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> you know, like just go let these people know how loved they are yeah. and that you love them because mm-hmm. that can, that, that can be like an immediate change in someone's life because they know that, they have some other people in the church there with them. They don't mm-hmm. feel alone. I mean, yeah. obviously Christ is all we need, but man, like Christ loves, 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 uh, you know, the body, his followers, and he wants us to be in unity, you know, yeah. like Ephesians 4 talks about. Um, and we definitely need to be better at that. We need to Amen. be better at reaching Dude, out. That's facts. Yeah. I feel like that's, I mean, again, I'm not saying like you're perfect, yeah, but no. I'd say like uh, there's, you've, you've taken steps and measures to like making people feel like that um i know the fact i i I don't know but for some other listeners who might know ethan but like ethan sends bible verses like he sends like those passages and i don't know if he knows what we're going through or what i'm going through but that was like like nails it and i'm like okay like i needed this thank you so like those small steps of like sharing them with Bible verses or letting them know like, Hey, I've been thinking about you just so you know, I'm praying for you. I don't know what's going on, but the Lord's been putting you, putting in my heart, those small stuff. That's enough for them. Yeah. You know, you don't have to grab coffee with them or hang out with them. Just know, like, let them know that you, like there's someone out there like in within the body who's thinking about them, who's praying for them. And, um, one thing that like I'm being humble right now, cause I'm an intern at my church and, um, one of the things that we do every week. So every week we have a, a weekly staff meeting. And one of the things I've was shocked by and something I've never seen. I know maybe some other churches are doing this, but we have this kind of like what we call evidences of grace in, in our weekly staff meeting. 
meaning like okay so what are some stuff that like that are worthy of praise you know like oh this person came to church today and then we talk about that person and kind of like hey like let's let's see if we can like get let, get this person connected and and you know like let's spend time with them even more yeah. and then there's this one um thing in our meeting where it says like okay how can we care for our congregants who are those within our congregants that needs uh caring and we talk about those people and then we kind of like send them letters like even those letters like that, i was like so shocked like oh my gosh like is this like what a gospel-centered church looks like it's like you actually taking care of them um and then they're they, they're giving us updates and then they're giving us their phone numbers like hey reach out to this person let them know you're praying for them you don't have to tell them like any advice tell them like hey i'm here to listen to you i don't not you don't have like i don't have i'm not even gonna say anything I know you just want to let it all out, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I think those are like types of cares that we can do to make these people not feel neglected. Yeah. And I think you, like what you're saying, we got to, you know, it's something we can do better Absolutely. as Christians, Absolutely. you know? And again, this is not us like saying like, we got it all figured no. out. Definitely not. <laughs> but it's, 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 some, it's something that we're saying like, hey, let, let's do this together because I feel like we can do better at yeah. this. Even last night, there was, I was, I went to Walmart last night and there's a, a homeless man who I knew I'd met him oh, nice. a couple weeks ago. Okay. I went, I went and shared the gospel with this homeless man who was sitting outside this Walmart. <clears throat> um, he had this beautiful dog too, by the way. I mean, just, he, he was, his name, his, uh, should I share his name on here? Go I, mean, ahead. I mean, yeah. yeah his name was uh, Willie. Um, it was two of them. It was Willie and Donnie. Um, Are you talking and, about the Walmart and Coulter? No, no. It was, it was on uh, off of uh, uh, Grand. The one oh, okay. Grand. Yeah, I was over there, and I, I went up to these two homeless people. <clears throat> I shared them, uh, shared with them the gospel, and just man, like Jesus loves you so much. Like, do you know that? Like, mm-hmm. do you know how much like Jesus loves you? And and we started talking about that, but. Um, you know, more than that, that's their, that, that's their greatest need. Yeah. You know, just, just sharing that. But, um, I, I was blessed to be able to help them out with a few other things, but I, I, I had like probably like a 25 minute conversation with, with both of them. Um, I went and bought, bought them Bibles and like, I was like, they told me they were so excited to go read their Bibles. Seriously? Yes, oh yes, gosh. yes, yes, yes. And man, I, I felt so convicted last night cause I was at Walmart again and it was freezing outside mm. last night. You know, like I don't yeah. know, it was, it was man, so bad. It was, it was raining so hard. In the Amarillo weather, and uh, I like I, I didn't I didn't get out of my car to go and talk. Like I saw him and I saw him sitting there in the corner. I really just wanted to go talk to him, but I was like, it's "My car's my car's warm. I don't, you know, I I I I let my comfort get in the way of you know, like something I had to go talk to mm-hmm. him. But you know, he he's, he's my friend. I met him once, but mm-hmm. that dude is my friend, and I you know I hope that he. Is, is my brother in Christ mm-hmm. as well now, but man, I, 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 that was something that I neglected and like, I knew that would have probably made his night so much better had I went and, you know, just talked to him for five minutes. So like, I definitely, that's something I'm working on mm-hmm. um, myself. You know, that's just an example, but yeah, dude. we got to, um, I, I chose being comfortable over, over, over Willie, mm. you know, going to talk to him and, you know, again, dude, there's, there's grace for that. There's grace for that. But uh, again, when we are met with those um, situations, because I, dude, I, I got convicted, I got convicted by what you just said, yeah. but because I don't do that, you know, that's the thing. But when we are met, in, like we are put in those situations again, let's remember what Christ did. Yeah, you know, like if again, Philippians three is one of my favorite passages in the Bible because it talks about the character of Christ, and it talks about like he did not count his deity a thing to be grasped on, yeah. but he humbled himself in humility, like. 
he had all the 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 good things in the world in you know in the right hand of God. And yet, you know, because of his great love for us, he chose to put on flesh, you know, yeah. to come to our brokenness, yeah. to come into the, like the, the the nitty and gritty and hurtful and painful world and chose to dwell among yeah. us. Like praise, praise dude, him. right? Wow. And when we and then being convicted right now, man, like just thinking about that, like who yeah. am I to say, like, okay, I can't I can go to that. I cannot go to that person because that person looks weird in the yeah, church. Yeah. Um, they're dressed funny. Or I can go to talk to this homeless person because uh, they stink, you know? Like, no, yeah. like Christ, Christ went down here mm-hmm. in our, like, be, like, he was surrounded by sinners, yeah. the filthiest people, yeah. you Sat know? with him. Laid exactly. his hand, laid his hand on laid lepers, hand. lepers, yes, which would have made him unclean according to the Jewish the, law. The Jewish, yeah. I mean, which, by the way, he did not have to do that. No. He did not. He could have, what What fascinated me about that passage is that he could have just spoke and say, be healed. Because yeah. we see Christ do that throughout the gospels. Yeah. But what fascin- was fascinating about that story in, in Matthew and Luke is that he came near and touched him Yeah. and says, yes, it's my will. Be healed. Like, what the heck? Let that just be an example to the depths <laughs> that he'll go for us. He exactly. didn't have to. He came and chose to touch the dirty, to be there with him mm-hmm. intimately, because that's who Christ is. He's he's an, an intimate. Uh, he we wants an intimate relationship with us. He's a relational God. Mm. The depths that he went to to know us and to let us know no. how much he loves us. He man, mm-hmm. yeah, I. I, I, I Praise be, praise be to God. Praise be to God, man. And that's the thing. We let's remember that. Let's look to that again when we're confronted with those situations. Like, let's humble ourselves just like how Christ did. Yeah. Because that's what Paul is saying in Philippians, man. Yeah. He's saying that. Think about what Christ did. Now do that. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, 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 you know, like in first Corinthians two, you know, he, he, he has determined to know nothing amongst them except Christ, mm-hmm. Christ crucified right. in Philippians three. He's, he's a, a Hebrew of Hebrews descending from the tribe right. of Benjamin, mm-hmm. a Pharisee as to zeal. Uh, and he said like, I count everything as loss. Yeah, right. yeah. Pharisee concerning zeal, persecuting the uh, the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. He's saying that all the he's like, if anyone can can boast it's in their him. righteousness in the law, it's him. Yeah. But he says, which he, but he says, but what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Christ Yet yes. indeed, I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. Mm. Um, and it's just beautiful what he goes on to say, but he just, in other translation is that he counts all as dunk or mere garbage. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, think about this. He's just laying all these things in front of these people. It's like, yeah, in, in the law, he could actually, you know, say that he's righteous. Yeah. He's really not, but, uh-huh. but in, in, in to boast, but he, I mean, he can't cause he just, this, I mean, he can't anyways, Oh yeah. but he counts he, all those things as loss, which were, you know, like cool things that we could boast in, in mm-hmm. the flesh. But he counts it all as lost to knowing for Christ sake. for the for the sake of knowing Christ. Yeah. Um. And and you know that's the perspective we need to have. Um. And I was just you know kind of drawn off this, but man, we all need to hear this: is that we we need to weigh the cost of knowing Christ and the things in our life. Paul did. Yeah. Paul did. He made man. This dude was a per- persecutor of the early Christian Christians, church. Yeah. He'd be killing Christians. Yeah. He'd bro. be killing Christians. <laughs> but but. <laughs> But he weighed the cost. He saw Jesus on, mm-hmm. on his own on, on traveling to Damascus. He saw Jesus 
um, and this changed him. He he was a martyr for Christ. He yeah. gave up all for Christ Everything. because he saw him face to face. Yeah. Just what a, what a beautiful example, Paul, of just of just laying down everything, have pretending to have all these crowns that they, they, they mean nothing to mm-hmm. they mean nothing to him now. Let that just be um, an example for for us too. Everyone's yeah. listening to this that weigh the cost of knowing Christ and, and read Luke nine. Read read the story of Paul. Man, it, it's it's insane. There's nothing mm-hmm. worth more than knowing Christ. So humbling, bro. Um, and and and. Praise be be to God that like He gave us a way to know Him. Like He didn't have to. He didn't have to like come down and do all this for us. I mean, mm-hmm. this is just a testament to His love for us. Amen. Um, and there, there's not enough words to to encapture to encapture oh, the no. depths or the, or the widths of His love. No. You know, He separates our sin as far the east as far as from the west. Like, come, like man, he, the 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 depths, the things He did for us to know Him. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing more I want to do than just live and breathe Jesus, you know, to live <laughs> yeah. as Christ, yes, to die as gain. gain. So baby, yes. Yeah. No, man. yeah, dude. That kind of was an offshoot, but like, man. Oh no, dude. I, I think it's like, I think it ties into like, okay. because we're talking to, to leaders yeah. within the church right now. Yeah. Um, like how can we, um, approach those who are being neglected? Yeah. Think about what, what Christ did for you and that will humble you. And that will, I would say that's why Paul says in Corinthians, you know, the love of Christ compels me. You know, it compels us. So when we think about Christ's love for us sinners who doesn't deserve him, mm-hmm. that will move us to actually, you know, no, I'm going to serve my brother and yeah. sister in Christ. I want to be an ambassador for Christ. Mm-hmm. I, want to, I want to be that light. That, I want them to have the taste of what Jesus is like. That's Colossians 2.20, right? Is that, is that the what? Or uh, to be an ambassador for Christ? I think it's something in Corinthians, I think. Oh, my, my bad. Oh, yeah, 2 Corinthians 5. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. yeah my bad, my bad. <laughs> no, you're good, bro. You're good. What else? Yeah, um, go ahead, go ahead. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. You're good. You're good, dude. So, yeah, I think that's, a, that's one of the ways that we can... Reconcile, reconcile that yeah. and for those that uh, the people that are being neglected i'm sorry that you felt that i'm sorry that you didn't feel that and here's the yeah. thing man like we are people we are sinners and you know um i would say like again look for again if you could if you could stay at that church and yeah. maybe be that light yeah you know um be that leader that you want them to be but like still put on christ that's mm. what paul is saying put yeah. on christ um continually um, so yeah, um, but we're going to get now, we're going to transition to our last okay. and the most heavy one. Yeah. And I think it's the abuse within the church. Yeah. Um, whether if it's like an authority abuse or, um, I would say verbal abuse, sexual abuse yeah. within the church. Yeah. Now, again, this is like the most sensitive part of the church hurt because, um, um, how, how, how do you think us Christians, um, cause again, we, um, we, people are holding us to a high standard, which, you know, we are because mm-hmm. we are ambassadors for Christ, but when those expectations are not met, but yet we are, they are con- like these people who needs Christ, they're confronted with the reality like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's w- even way worse here. Like I've been verbally abused, physically abused, and sexual abused. How do you think can we reconcile that 
Ethan, through the lens of the gospel? Oh man. Yeah. It's a very heavy, heavy question and, you know, weighs, you know, heavy on people's hearts, even, you know, especially those who have actually gone through, you know, hard things like that. You know, it's, um, it's emotionally hard, you know, it's, it's mentally hard, but, um, you know, we need to just ulti- like our ultimate, our ultimate source, um, and, and picture where we have this sense of restoration is always going to be centered right in the middle of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, understanding the, the, the depths that Christ went for you and for I, um, you know, to heal these things ultimately for our sin, but giving us this greatest picture, he was, he was, I mean, when he, when he came down, he was tortured by, yeah. um, for, for no reason by, by the Romans. Um, he was flogged. He, he became, um, basically like ripped all his flesh off his back. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he went through a lot of, a lot of torment and agony going through the, the pains of the cross. I know this, this isn't, you know, like there's more things that we're talking about, but just there's the example. We we have an, an example of Christ and what he did, mm-hmm. not just on the cross, but, you know, going to the cross. He yes. got betrayed by one yeah. of one of his, he called him his friend, friends, yeah. his friends. He got betrayed by Judas who, who, whom he, like he, he, he loved Judas. He spent time with yeah. Judas. Like, he washed his feet. He washed his feet. I mean, he went, he went so low to wash his feet. Um, he, he still, he's, he still went through what he went through. You know that he was going to go through these things and he still did it for our sake, but we can't forget the, the, the gospel. Um, we just, we just, we just, we just, we we just can't, because if we forget the gospel, we forget every, we, we forget all means of restoration. We don't know what we don't, we can't know what restoration is ultimately. Um, but for those who have been through immense and deep church hurt, who have been sexually assaulted, who have been physically abused, um, who have, you know, been hurt even, even, you know, by your pastor or your, your parents or your friends around you, just know that, that, um, there is, there, there is no depth, um, or, 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 um, thing that Christ, um, wouldn't go through for you and, and, and for that. And he did that and he displayed that. And you need to remember that you need to remember exactly what he did for you. And as hard as it might be to, um, you know, even, even reconciliation, it might not be possible for you on this side of earth, but, but he, he, he did the same for those people. Um, and this is a standard that we are faced with is that Christ has forgiven us. Um, he died for us while we were still yet still sinners, like, you know, Romans, um, uh, I believe it's in Romans five mm-hmm. or Romans. And he talks about, you know, he died for us while, while still we were sinners. still sinners. Romans five, yeah. yeah, Romans five. And, um, we're met with this and, and, and we have to face this, whether we can reconcile with these people here on earth, we needed to know that, um, our ultimate reconciliation and our needs are met by Christ. And he has this peace that surpasses all understanding and all knowledge. And this is there, this is available to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not pretending like I, I have, you know, the best, you know, one size fits all advice right now, but this is the ultimate advice. There's other things that, you know, you could get connected with, if, if possible, yeah. with, you know, a church, uh, your, uh, the pastor or, you know, some sort of eldership in the church where they can help counsel you and walk you through this. Because this is a, these are deep issues that, there, yeah. you know, don't need to go left um, um, un, um, 
unanswered or uh, maybe maybe not even unanswered, but just you don't need to walk alone in this yes. because there's people who love you. You need to know that Christ loves you, that, that what he did for you, but knowing that you have people who care for you in your church ultimately because, you know, these are these are servants of the Lord yeah. in, in this house with you. Um, yeah, I, there's, there's, no, yeah, I, dude. Just, I think um, one of the best ways that we could approach this because, I mean, again, like when I was like when we we're going through this, like I just didn't mean like. Again, like this is very sensitive yeah. and I just, I think the best way we can approach this is through scriptures, I think. Yeah. And um, so there's a, there's a passage in Hebrews chapter four, it's towards the very end. And this is for those who are like, who have been hurt by the church. And I'm going to read it um, from the ESV translation. Um, so starting in verse 12, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning of the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked, exposed to the eyes of him to whom he, we must give account. Um, just know that Christ, God, sees everything. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing hidden from him. And this is the most comforting, the next few verses, the most comforting for you, especially if you've been hurt. Okay. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our confession for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, yeah. but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God to offer gifts and sacrifices. He can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward since he himself is beset with weakness because of this, he is obligated to offer sacrifice for his own sins. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I'm sorry that we got cut. You're lost into that. But You're basically Christ is the one who knows your pain mm. above all people in the world. Um, I don't, I don't think we can talk to God and say, how dare you? allow me to go through this. Like you have no idea how much this hurts right now. Yeah. And I feel like that's something we can't say because Christ experienced it, mm. that pain. Yeah. Um, not maybe not sexually assaulted, but, uh, or, you know, but he was physically abused. Yeah. Um, again, by like, you know, like caused by religious leaders, yeah. by religious people. Yeah. And know that like Christ knows how much, how painful it was. And he wants us to draw near to him. Matthew 11 says that he wants us to come to him. You know, he wants us to find rest in him for his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Mm. And, and I think, again, like what Ethan said, we are not qualified. We don't have enough advice for this. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sorry that happened. You know, um, people hurt people. Yeah. But Christ will never. And when you come to him, that's the thing that we have to understand Amen. is that he will offer us healing. Amen. He will offer us restoration. Um, and again, like I want to read something in Matthew five, actually Amen. for those, um, you have, I mean, uh, I'm going to read this. And then if you have anything to add, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. um, starting in verse two, Matthew chapter five, and he opened his mouth and taught them saying, blessed are the poor in the spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. 
Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Just know if like if you've been hurt by the church, physically, verbally, yeah. indirectly, directly, yeah. you have a place in the kingdom of God. Jesus even said that mm. in the Beatitudes. So I pray that you come to the throne of grace, come to find rest in him, and he will restore you and you will find that healing. I pray, we pray that you find that healing. Yeah. Do you have uh, anything to add to that? Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, you know, just just another uh, you know, hope uh uh in Romans twelve, um, you know, it, it talks about not avenging yourselves, mm-hmm. but but rather giving place to to uh to wrath, or I'm sorry, let me read this. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For his written vengeance is mine, I will mm. repay, says the Lord. Um, and then it goes on to say, If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, for in, for in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Just be encouraged, um, you know, that that there will be justice for, for, for wrongdoings in your life, mm-hmm. there is a judgment where God will ultimately judge the living and the dead for everything that they have done and everything they've done against you. In Revelation 6, it talks about mm. the saints in heaven who have been martyred. They were crying out to God, when oh, when, when, will you avenge our blood? Um, and, and, you know, this is actually something we we want. We cry out for justice because mm-hmm. justice is, is a big thing. But be comforted in knowing that there is justice Amen. for you, even if it's even if it's not immediate, immediate, and in, in the way you want it. There is an ultimate justice that God will do with, and God will handle Amen. it. Be blessed in that, and 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 find rest in that. Is that it, it's in God's hands, and, and rest mm-hmm. and abide in that. Yeah, Amen. Thank you, dude. Thank you for thank you for actually bringing that to your attention. Because no, um, also on the cross, mm. the wrath of God was satisfied. Yeah, there, um, that's God's justice. Mm-hmm. Look to that. And also, if you, again, if you've been hurt by the church, be honest and be vocal about it. Open up to someone. Yes. And find reconciliation with that. But, um, but yeah, Ethan, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for being in this podcast, man. Absolutely. Do you have anything like specific encouragement to those who have been hurting, man? Like, do you have any final say? Um, preach the gospel at least, or I don't know. Yeah. I think for those who are hurting, you're, you're watching this podcast, you're listening to this podcast, you've been going through some hurt. For however long, however that looks like in your life, um, I want to encourage you. And we, we shared this earlier, but you know, Jesus is is asking you to to come and rest and find rest in Him. He says that His yoke is easy and His burden is light. Um, when you walk with Jesus, He doesn't say that all your problems go away. He doesn't mm-hmm. say that um, life is easy. He actually yeah. says that we're going to be met with trials. Mm-hmm. We are going to be persecuted. This isn't a suggestion or an if. There's things in this life that are not going to go our way. There's things in this life that are going to look bad, but rejoice because Jesus has overcome the world. Amen. He's overcome evil and he wants, he wants to walk with you. He, he doesn't want you to walk alone. In yeah. this. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come in and abide in, in that Please. truth. Abide in yes. that truth. Let him carry that weight for you. Let him carry those burdens off your back because he desperately wants to. He's not just saying that just to say that. He's mm-hmm. a loving, loving God who loves you, who knows you intimately. He formed you in your mother's room. Well, <laughs> I said room. He formed you in your mother's womb. He knows the, the the amount of hairs in your head. He says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God and Mago Day. Mm, yes. You are beautiful. 
um, and love. Don't forget that. You're love, yes. but just rest and abide in Jesus. Rest and abide in w- the work on the cross when he did. Yeah. You know, talking about the gospel. And and for you, if if you're looking for rest and you don't know exactly what that looks like, man, there's rest in Jesus. Amen. And what Jesus did on the cross, uh, you know, the Bible says that we all fall short of the glory of God and that there's none who are righteous. N- none, not no. one. Um, and, and, and to order and to reconcile this and, and to, and to get past this point of like none are righteous, um, there has to be some sort of atonement. There has to be something we can do, but we know that it's nothing that we can do because God says that our works and our righteousness is like filthy rags before him. It's, it's filth. It's utter filth. There's nothing that we can do on our own to satisfy God's, uh, God, 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 to satisfy God's wrath against us or to um, meet those needs mm-hmm. uh, for reconciliation. It's all in what Christ said on the cross. God Amen. humbled himself, came down to earth, um, incarnate, truly God, truly man, uh, the fullness of deity dwelling bodily in Christ Jesus. He lived a perfect, sinless life. He walked where you and I walked. Mm. He went through things that you and I went through. He was tempted. Um, he was a man. He, he, he had, he had, he, he had needs like us. He, he wanted to eat and drink <laughs> and spend time with family and friends. I mean, he, he, he lived, he knows what it's like. He's acquainted with our grief. Yes, he knows yes. what it's like. Um, but we, we have hope because he went on to, uh, die on a, on a cross under Pontius Pilate, Pilate, um, when when he was found, he said he 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 didn't know what he was guilty of. He's he found no blame against Christ, but um, they ended up killing him, yeah, and yeah. he went through torture. He went through through uh, the beating. death, the beatings on, on a cross, the flogging. He became unrecognizable um, for to, he was unrecognizable um, uh, just 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 for our our sake. Like, like yeah. you didn't you could you couldn't even recognize him. Seeing the cross because all 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 the torment and and torture and, and whipping he went through, um, just being pierced on the cross. But he went through that. He went through that torture. He he had the weight of of sin on his shoulders, um, the physical torment. But he died. He passed, and then the veil was torn. He was yeah. buried. Um, and then on the third day, he rose from the tomb, defeating sin, defeating death. And those who yeah. put their faith and trust in Christ Jesus have a living hope. Amen. He's a living hope, a living God yes. who breathes and loves. And right now he's, he ascended back into heaven. He's seated, he's seated at the right Man, hand of God yes. and he will be coming back for his church. I want you to find rest right now in knowing that there is a living hope for you. Amen. There is hope. There's restoration. There's justice. There's peace. Yes, there's Lord. mercy in the name of Jesus. Amen. Call upon the name of the Lord. Believe, confess in your by your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe that in your heart, and you will be saved. It's nothing that you can do. Mm-hmm. It's nothing that anyone else can do for you. It's just by what Jesus did for you on the cross. Uh, it, it, salvation is 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 a gift um, through faith by by God's grace. Yeah. Uh, and this is nothing that we can do on our own. So, and be encouraged in that. If if you've never heard the gospel, that was the first time you heard your gospel. I I, I encourage you weigh the cost of your life. Realize that you need Jesus. That you need Amen. saving. Um, and come to put your faith in Christ and and know how much you're loved. Find a church, get plugged yes. in, and let your life be forever changed because that's what he does. He changes you. Amen. You don't become a better version of yourself. You're becoming a new version of yourself. There you go. Praise God for that. Yes. So, Dude, thank yeah. you, bro. Dude, yeah. thank you. Yeah. And usually we we close this out with a prayer and we the hosts usually do it. Absolutely. Um, but this is going to be twice in a row. Now, the thing is, I want you to close it out because you've oh, been on fire. So, thank you, bro. Yes, wow. go ahead, bro. Can you, can you close wow. this out in prayer? Absolutely, bro. Right. Absolutely. Dude, 
Oh, wait. Oh, oh I'm sorry. No, oh, okay. you're good, bro. You're okay. good. There you go. Man, dear God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for um, your mercies and your graces that are that are new daily. Um, yes, I, I, I praise you that there's nothing we can do to earn your grace, your love, but you just give it freely. And I yes, praise Lord. you for that. There, there's no one like you. No, not one. No one else would die on that Christ mm. on the, on that cross for us. No one else would do what you did. No one else would go through what you went through for us. And we praise you all the more for that. We glorify and magnify your name. Uh, thank you for this podcast. Thank you for, um, that you're the center of this. Thank you that yeah. going through uh, church hurt and, and people being hurt by people in the church. Uh, thank you that there's restoration in yes, that sir. and that you actually give us a way to, to go through that and to um, just address those issues and that um, you know what it's like. And, and, yes, and, 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 and we just praise you all the more that thank you for um, uh, Mark, thank you for his heart for you and, and his heart for the gospel and his heart for just sharing you and knowing you. And, uh, you know, I, I pray, uh, that we just continue, like Jude three says to contend for the faith that was once and for all delivered to the saints that, um, we can just share the, the living, like we keep, keep saying this, the living hope, you are the living yes, hope, God, you're yes. the lamb of God, the sufferings, the suffering servant, yes, the, the, the lamb without blemish. We praise you. You are the wonderful counselor. Let us come and rest on you for yes, counsel. Um, man, we praise you, Jesus. Uh, and I pray that we never stop. I pray that, that our lives um, are, are ones that just magnify you and lift you up and lift your name up. Uh, let our names be forgotten. Let the gospel be preached. Let mm -hmm. you be brought to the nations. Yes. Uh, let that just be the cry of the church for people to know you for inclusiveness and, and including yes. people just to know you just to yes, love, just Lord. to know how much you love them yes. and, and and the depths and, and the wits that you went for them to to be a part of that and to just to be able to know that thank yes, you Jesus um, it's in your mighty mighty name that we pray um, through the power and the work of the Holy Spirit um, we say these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Dude, thank you, Praise Ethan, God. bro. Thank, thank you, you so bro. much, man. Yeah. Thank you. We, we appreciate your wisdom. And um, because of your wisdom, bro, we are promising our listeners this is not going to be the last time oh, that you're going to be right. here. Yeah. So, um, But next time, yeah, dude, um, we're going to have like a kind of like less, yeah. I would say. Um, yeah. This, this is deep. too much. This is deep. This, this was a lot. And, and I pray that this is edifying for those who dude, listen. Yes. Um, same, bro. But yeah, dude, Ethan, thank you so much. And uh, can you also plug in the uh, one thing Instagram yes. page? Yes. 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 So uh, we, we have an Instagram on uh, or Instagram on Instagram. We have a page on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's called. Uh, one, the, the number one thing, Jesus mm -hmm. at one thing, Jesus. Um, you can find that on Instagram. Um, that's the only page right now, but you can find information on, um, the location of the Bible studies, what we're going to be going over right now. We're going through the book of Matthew. It's been phenomenal. amazing. It's been phenomenal. Like Jesus just blowing our socks off over here. <laughs> so praise God for that. Um, so yeah, just, just, uh, I encourage you, uh, go check that out. If that's something you're into there, we have a great community. Uh, it is gospel centered. Christ is preached. It's all about Jesus. That's Amen. the one thing. It's just about Jesus. Amen. Um, so yeah, go check that out. Um, uh, you know, pray about it. If you feel like to come, bring a friend, bring your mom, bring your grandma. It's literally for anyone. Yes. <laughs> everyone needs Jesus. So, hey, so, come, so, on. so yes. come on. So yeah, that, that's that. Uh, thank you for, thank you for that. Yes, sir. Yes. All right. Thank you guys so much. And we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Yeah. You guys have a good day. Thanks for catching up with us on the Catch-Up Podcast. 
If you enjoyed our God-centered conversations, share the love by sharing this on your social media or leave a review. Don't forget to tune in next week for more uplifting chats. Until then, we will see you on the next episode of the Catch-Up Podcast.